0: KG and this is not safe for network
1: get in there you big boy I don't care what you smell
0: oh my god this girl's really turning me on
1: I I didn't quite get that think it again forget I thought it it's a pressure valve won't open unless there's tremendous
0: pressure oh no not the beast not the beast Ah! Monta Monta montucky skies welcome to montucky skies i'm biggs and i'm brandon okay so we're gonna work first off we might beat the alien movie project up tonight <laughs> <laughs> having some technical difficulties so but it won't be flash gordon sorry guys i lied uh i think it's two weeks from now that flash gordon actually drops so just just hang in there it'll come and it's a really good episode anyway so is not included so it's pretty fun hearing their thoughts on that one I hadn't even seen that movie since the 80s oh I
1: haven't seen it since I was a little kid and I'm
0: sitting there pulling clips from it and I'm like I totally remember every beat from this movie <laughs> and I feel I like I only I, saw it once or twice Well, I, was, I remember seeing it a lot of times as a kid I loved that it was movie on, it was like an HBO mainstay huh
1: yeah and that and it that was just like something that the parents didn't really care if it was on.
0: My mom loved that movie, and I, I feel like both sets of grandparents loved that movie too. Probably because it's not, when I think about it, it's because the main characters are probably around their age or was at the time.
1: So. They were pretty, I mean, they were in their 50s. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no,
0: no. Like they were like 70s. Oh. Like Jessica Tandy and whoever, whatever actor is her husband in real life or was. I don't know if they're still alive. <laughs> Jessica Tandy still alive? I feel like she is, but I
1: I don't know if I'd put money on that bet.
0: No. <laughs> it's not. 30 years ago when she was doing movies like that one and driving Miss Daisy that were like banking on her being old. Yeah, <laughs> it might not be a good idea to put money on that one. But who knows?
1: So, I got some breaking news just now on my phone. Okay. Director Gary Marshall passed away.
0: Oh shit, I'm trying to think of what all Gary Marshall did and all I'm coming up with is Penny Marshall stuff in my head right now.
1: Um most notably happy
0: days okay, yeah, um pretty woman okay, I never actually saw pretty woman, really yeah, just I don't know never never saw it. I remember seeing that a lot as a kid.
1: And a lot more than I probably
0: should have as a kid. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say I know my mom actively didn't want me to see Pretty Woman when I was a kid. So I don't know. It was
1: one of those things. She really, my mom really liked. uh, uh,
0: What's his Richard Gear? Yeah, my mom did too. Do you think our moms knew about the Felching rumor? I don't know. Hey, kids, if you want to know what felching is, look it up on the internet. Just make sure to erase your history when you're done. Make sure the safe search is off. And you will never unsee whatever clip comes up. And then
1: just to clear your palate, Google some blue waffles.
0: (laughs) I don't even know what that is. But I heard somebody mentioning a blue waffle the other day. And I knew it was bad, but I had no reference. Oh, yeah.
1: If you're ever in a like dark place, don't don't Google blue ma- blue waffles.
0: <laughs> Do I want to when I'm not in a dark place? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe but I'll go on urbandictionary.com and look it up. Just doing Google image search. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know better than that. <laughs> Get the incognito mode. <laughs> well, there's our playbook. Um uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you ever seen Two Girls, One Cup?
0: No. Because I heard about it before anybody tried to show it to me. So there's no way I'm ever watching Two Girls, One <laughs> Cup. I've never watched it. No. no. The second I heard about it, I knew I wasn't going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's that was the horrifying way to find out about that video, was having somebody show it to you. <laughs> well, yeah. you You don't just come
1: across that video. Somebody shows you that video and you're, yeah. you hate them a little bit le- more for the rest of your
0: life. <laughs> yeah, you were saying <laughs> they hate them a little bit less for a second, and I was like, "What is? What is your deal? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> what are you putting Jesse through?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was just a mix-up. Yeah, fair enough. So if you can't hear it on the mic, I'm sick for like the fourth time this summer. Dude, I'm usually only sick like once or twice a year, and I just cannot shake shit this year. Just I got the sweats, and I'm like congested. It's not fair. Uh, I might, I might hate whoever's tending the light at the end of the <laughs> tunnel right now because they're not being fair to me right now. Should I be in a bubble <laughs> right now? Maybe <laughs> I know I should be <laughs> sorry. At least I'm sitting a, a distance from you, so I'll try not to sneeze. And if I have to sneeze and I can't cover up, I'll make sure to do it through the uh, through the uh, screen the the screen we have here, so that you don't hear the peas as much. Probably that was overly pronounced, but <laughs> just trust me, it works. So we we both saw. Well, I got a couple of things to talk about. Do we want to talk about uh, a review of a show, or do you want to talk about the the Ghostbusters? Let's start with the show. Okay, so I watched Vice Principals today, which is Danny McBride's new show. Um, so <clears throat> basically, it's it's not it's the first episode, and I was interested in enough to watch more, but it wasn't super great. Like, it's very dry. But at the same time, if you just enjoy Danny McBride being a dick, like Danny McBride doing Danny McBride things, you're mm-hmm. going to like the, if, sp- the show. So it's like, like eastbound and down. T- dude, tone. that was exactly how I described it to my wife is this eastbound and down, but he's a vice principal instead of like a teacher who is a baseball player or a gym teacher is a baseball player. <laughs> And Walter Goggins is just such a slimy douche in it, too. Like, equally douchey as Danny McBride, but in a different way, you know? Like, he's way more of a snake in the grass. Whereas, like, Danny McBride just can't help but, like, show his contempt for everything and everyone. (laughs) And believe me, he has contempt for everything and everyone in this show. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. So basically, the, the principal is retiring, and the principal's played by Bill Murray, and I think this is a one-and-done for Bill Murray, but maybe he shows up in future episodes. He's clearly not a cast member, though. And uh, he's retiring, and so I guess they have two vice principals at the school, which are played. That's pretty...
1: That's, I mean, that's not uncommon. I mean, Helen High had two <laughs> vice principals. Did they
0: really? Yeah. I felt like when we went there, there was one. Because it was uh, Noxheim and... I remember Noxheim. What was the other... But he was the one that punished us. So yeah, he you was you the punisher.
1: It. There was there was <laughs> like two of them. One was basically an office administrator, and the other one was yes.
0: discipline. That's probably why I didn't know. The vice principal you know about is the discipliner. Hence the, the fact you were able to pull out Noxheim's name and not... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, interesting story. Uh, My driver's ed teacher, uh, Mr. Kryzek, was telling me when I was in school about how he had Mr. Noxheim. Hell, we're all adults here. Nate Noxheim, as a teacher, I think like a government teacher. And he had a a student who was uh, being disruptive. And so he brought him up in front of the class. And Noxheim used to work with the FBI. And so he was showing him how to cuff somebody. The old man knock The bald knock yeah. 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 And he was, showing, uh, he was showing the class how if you just twisted the handcuffs just a teeny tiny bit, you could put somebody in a lot of pain. <laughs> just like, holy shit, dude. Like, he must have gotten to hell in a high, I, I want to say, in the late 80s. So, like, it wasn't all that long ago they had corporal punishment in the schools, man.
1: You know, it could be like one of those things like Back to the Future 2 where the, the principal Strickland was exactly the same in the 50s as he was in the 80s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, and I said that about corporal punishment, but I should I should say I am well aware that corporal punishment is still totally happening in schools, just not happening in Montana. Like, it's illegal here. But uh, I was hearing about my uh some of my kids getting well one of my kids getting paddled in georgia and i was like that's fucked up they still paddle in georgia really and i looked it up they had a court case i want to say it was like six or seven years ago where they beat a kid so bad at the school that he died from internal injuries and it went to the the state supreme court and they ruled that the that uh, basically anything that that the school does for corporal punishment they can't be held accountable for if something happens with it so they basically have like a blank check to like beat the shit out of kids in school there it's kind of fucked up it's pretty <laughs> fucked up yeah and that that like so when i was hearing um about uh oh god who is the running back uh with the vikings uh Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, yeah. When I was hearing all this shit about, you know, how badly he beat his kid and stuff, like when I looked at where he was from, I was like, Oh yeah, makes sense. Like not excusing it at all, but like that's totally a way of life. There's like a lot, I, mean, the I think there.
1: there's a lot of that across the Bible belt if you
0: yeah. look. It's definitely a mainstay in the South. Like yeah. all all when I was looking up corporal punishment, like that led me down a rabbit hole. And all the states that I noticed that stuck out in my memory, anyway, were in the South. There might be one or two that weren't, but it, it was definitely like a concentrated thing in the South. And yeah, Bible Belt, especially. So, uh, we went to dark place. So, <laughs> <laughs> so vice, anyways, back to vice, vice principals. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, Danny McBride's character and Walter Goggins' character are after <clears throat> being principal and a lady from Chicago gets it who they never even suspect so they both immediately hate her Danny McBride of course is like trying to subvert her and like get like get her removed and get him in place and none of the teachers like him or the students so like he can't get anything <laughs> done and Walter Goggins is like sucking up to her and being really sly and then like behind the back trying to stab her in the back so they decide at the end of the episode that they need to team up, uh, so that they can uh, shenanigans. Yeah, so that yeah, so that they can bring her down. So that's basically the crux of the show. I think is them just trying to get to that principal spot. I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be fun, but it is one of those things. Like I could tell immediately. Like I was trying to convince my wife to watch, and she's like, I guess. And I watched a pilot episode while she was at the lake with the kids. And I'm like, oh, no way she's going to like this. We can just (laughs) skip that process altogether. Like, I couldn't get her to watch an Eastbound and Down episode for my life. Um, Eastbound and Down, it was
1: one of those things. The first two seasons I watched all the way through. And then about halfway through the third season, I just (laughs) kind of fell out of it.
0: Kind of fell out. That was when you had the kid, right?
1: It was... About the time he got onto ESPN.
0: Oh, that was the last season. That was yeah. the fourth season. Oh, it was the fourth season. So you were you were long till the end. Well the thing was, um that season, uh yeah, it wasn't as good as the other ones, but man, it finishes so strong. Uh like the last the last episode is great. Like almost like if you can't finish it, just watch the last episode. Like you'll catch. It doesn't matter. The rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Like it's all in the last episode. And that episode is hilarious. When you see the ending, like where (laughs) he's walking, he gets April back and he's like walking down an alley with her after they get married. And then like, she gets shot and then he like cries out to the sky and then just like all like after he like dismembers all the the crooks and stuff and then it goes into this futuristic thing like Lindsay Lohan is his daughter and like it's just it's fucking insane dude like <laughs> like it's so it's so insane and so clearly written by Danny McBride <laughs> like the way everybody talks you know uh, yeah at least like YouTube the end <laughs> of, of that episode because it's so <laughs> worth seeing man it is hilarious. It's, it's the funniest thing in that show, I think, is is the way that it ends. So uh, it's a perfect ending to East. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it's done in a way where mm. it's pretty it's a pretty final thing, you know. But I love the way that they ended the third season because he thought that they would be done with the show. And so, like, he decides he's done with baseball, and so he fakes his own death. Yeah. So that he can't get pulled back, and it's just like, now he's got legal problems and all this shit. Because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, moron, all you had to do was not play baseball. <laughs> 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 but no, he has to, like, set up his car going off a cliff and stuff. <laughs> Everybody think that he died in, like, a flaming car wreck. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> That show is hilarious. <laughs> so, I've been uh, trying to get through Arrow. It's been... Oh, not so easy, huh? Which season are you on? We're about
1: halfway through the second season. Um, It was... One of the last episodes I watched was basically where they spun the Flash off. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it was so nice. You're like, I want to watch
0: some more Flash. <laughs>
1: Well, cause it's funny cause a lot of the stuff that in the intro for the flash is actually from arrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did know that actually. I yeah. Well, I somewhere.
1: mean, it's obvious. I mean, I knew it was fun, but like seeing it all like play out and was pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah. I just, Arrow was one of those things. I watched like four episodes and I was like, this is not the show I want to watch. Like I want to watch something more comic book friendly. Yeah. And uh, and then watching The Flash, I did not realize they had spun it off of the Green Lantern until I talked, or Green Lantern, Green Arrow, uh, when I talked with your brother. And I was just like, holy shit, this is exactly what I wanted Arrow to be. And then <laughs> found out that like Arrow got way more comic book friendly as it went on. But then pretty much everybody I've talked to watches that show says it's like really uneven. Like you get runs of shows that are kind of garbage and then like it gets good for a while. Yeah,
1: there was – it started off pretty slow and and then it kind of crescendoed the end of first season. Second season has been great so far.
0: Yeah. I just like – I feel like I don't have time. Like I don't have time to like – Waste with like a show that has bad episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a, like even like two years ago, I would have like, I would have just because of if I, if it was like a net like for the show, I'd be in. But it's just like, there's so many shows and so much shit to be discovered. And I know it. And I have so many things that people suggested to me that I want to watch it. I just have a hard time like being like, okay, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole of this show that's got somewhere around 85 episodes and then like know that there's going to be at least like 40 of those that are bad. Like that's, that's a pretty bitter pill to swallow, you know? Um, I, I, wouldn't say that i mean there's that's because you're not on the bad end of it yet. yeah exactly like zach, everybody
1: i've heard is like when you started getting into season three is where it starts going yeah, on, yeah and
0: apparently four is even worse is what i've heard so it's i don't know like if that if that's the and i trust the like i trust those fans to be honest with me you know like zach was like talking about like the first season was really uneven it takes a while to get into it and then it got good and then you said like the second season was like great all the way through it which made like the third season so terrible and then like the fourth season just a complete letdown you know and i think he even said there's moments in the fourth season but all in all it's like a bad season if i remember right and so it's just like i hear that stuff and i'm like i don't know if i i don't know it's gonna take a lot before I'm you know gonna and jump it's probably
1: i think i'm gonna try and stick out the netflix run and <laughs> see where I really feel at the end of that if I want it because I'll probably find I'd, something that I'll really want to oh yeah into. you don't have
0: Hulu do you no yeah because I I guess like Hulu I don't remember if I said on the podcast or not but Hulu like they now have a deal with CW when their shows do their finale the next day they have the whole run of that season on Hulu so like you can you can like Immediately, like catch up with everything. Otherwise, it's usually like five or six episodes, depending on the show. Yeah, Um, some of them they have whole runs of, but you know. Um, and a lot of the time you can get like most of the run on Netflix, and then the current season on Hulu, (laughs) which is also a benefit to me having both.
1: Yeah. So the other thing I want to show I wanted to talk about, have you seen any of the uh, trailers for season two of Ash versus evil dead?
0: No, no, I haven't.
1: They just dropped some today.
0: Oh,
1: no, nice. oh, they're so good. You, we might want to take a break and watch this. Yeah.
0: Let's take a quick break. Okay. So that trailer, uh, it looks like more of the same, which I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. It's right where it needs to be. Plus Ted Raimi. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Raimi's in this season. That's right. Somehow I'd let that, like, I I noticed it when I was watching it, but then I just immediately forgot because there's so much weird violence going <laughs> on. <laughs> and it is weird violence. Yeah. Um, I got to say it's interesting that, like, Ruby needs to team up with Ash because by the end of the season, I'd gotten she the impression, pretty much fucked him over at the end. Well, I gotten the impression that she was like the devil or something by the end, and then I I don't know what to think now mm. based off of that clip. So, I mean, it could just be a moment, but mm. it seems like maybe she's not totally evil. I don't know; <laughs> it's hard to say. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out because it looks interesting. Yeah, it does. I'm just I'm down for that show, man. Like I'm so happy it's happening. We never got our Evil Dead 4 that we've been hoping for for years, but this is so much better. Like Evil Dead 4 would have been over in an hour and a half, like, Yeah. We've gotten way more We get than an half hour. an
1: hour every week for
0: a yeah, couple we, of months. We've already gotten 5 hours and it's open-ended. As long as people are watching it, it seems like they're going to keep doing it, so yeah, I'm down for it, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. It is like the hit show on Stars too, from what I understand. Like, it's not like I don't know if it does more numbers than anything else, but it's consistently like a lot of numbers. Yeah, and it has for that its show fans. Like, yeah, like I think I think for like watching the premiere of the show every week, it's somewhere around half a million. I read. I feel like, but for Stars, those are good numbers and like it gets it every week like there's not really like a huge drop off which is what they like you know they want to do things that'll have people add the channel and just keep with it like good on stars man like that and blunt talk i'm really a fan of those two shows like they they picked my week's nerdy spot (laughs) because like they got patrick stewart and bruce campbell leading shows you know they should just keep doing this, like keep running with it. What's Kurt Russell doing? Like Guardians of the Galaxy two? That's only gonna last for so long. Get Kurt Russell in a show where he just like lights fires to things every week. <laughs> they gotta be getting close to the end of filming on Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, they they wrapped a while ago. Yeah, I read that they wrapped. So
1: I know I've I have heard about images coming out from the. Um, from them filming
0: I for one just don't want to see it. No me neither like I try not to look at that stuff like the one time I was curious was that Spider-Man thing which I was immediately punished for because it was him like in a pipe (laughs) it's like the most boring pictures ever and I'm just like wow he's in a pipe that's cool
1: I don't know I I've gotten where like films or uh shots from filming just a they're so usually out of context you have no idea what the fuck's going on yeah and or it's something that is so well i mean they gave or like the sad affleck (laughs) sort of thing where him standing outside the batmobile and
0: (laughs) But went, to be fair, we did get context of that pretty quick because I feel like that was in the first trailer when he's standing... Because isn't that mm-hmm. like him standing there after Superman like rips off the top of the... Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, the best sad affleck was that... Yeah. <laughs> it was the YouTube clip. <laughs> <coughs> Where they, they pipe in uh, the sounds of silence. Yeah. <laughs> But I've been hearing lots about the new movie. There's a rumor, and this is a rumor, dude. I can't confirm this, but that it's going to take place in Arkham Asylum. Which I'm just like, okay. (laughs) It doesn't really matter to me. Um, I really love the the graphic novel for Arkham. But it's also like, I don't know how you do a movie out of that. So, you know, they'll probably just steal elements from some stuff. (coughs) <coughs> that's typically what's done.
1: It's, um going to go back to the arrow. Well, again, again, okay. the other thing they set up so far and what I've been watching is they just, uh, hinted at the suicide squad. Oh yeah. Cause
0: yeah. I think Cause I think I Dead read Deadshot's about been
1: uh, a pretty major character in season <laughs> season two so far and part of season one.
0: Yeah, I read that basically Greg Berlanti went into the offices of some of the higher-ups at Warner's and just put his dick on the table and was like, "Uh, so you're going to do another Flash and you're not going to let us do any of those DC characters? Suck it. (laughs) And then they were like, yeah, okay, that's fair. (laughs) And then they started letting him tease all this stuff. So. Yeah, so they're not, since it's since it's well established now that they're completely different universes, it's like that, that gives them the freedom to do all these characters now. They're talking that they're going to bring in Superman and Supergirl.
1: Yeah, I know since uh, Supergirl went to CW.
0: And I, I thought I heard talk about possibly Batman, but that's muddled because of the Gotham thing. So it's it's unknown whether they're going to be able to do it or not. I think they have to get permission from Fox or something so probably yeah and I this made me feel conflicted because every time I've watched Gotham other than the, the pilot episode, I've been let down but like they're doing the corda owls and I'm just like the Corda of owls is so fucking cool but then I'm thinking about it, it's like is it gonna be that cool in the in the show though like is it really like they're basically playing with the mythology of Batman and it's like, Yeah, I don't know that this could really work on the TV show. Like, if you don't have the whole comic history of, like, Batman behind you, how does that work? Like, did you ever read any of the Cornell stuff? It's basically, like, it's the secret society that's been in the shadows of Gotham. And uh, I don't want to give too much away. Um, it, It borrows a little bit from Winter Soldier, just a wee bit, but just a little bit. But it's like, and they drug like that. Oh my god! The the first graphic novel for it is so fucking awesome. Like they they drug Batman and part of it, and so he's trying to like get out of this like sewer where they're at, and he's just like seeing the most crazy fucked up shit everywhere because he's on this hallucinogen, and it's just like a it's a really cool graphic novel, but. I just don't see how they do that well as a show. Like I don't know. They haven't really done a whole lot well as a show on Gotham from what I've seen. And it seems like the people that are the most into it are not comic book fans. Or at least not discerning comic book fans. Yeah. <laughs> so, like maybe Silver Age readers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I've watched part of a couple episodes and I've just been like, no, this is not...
0: For it's a, me. their mistake. Is like nobody. Like you have a Batman show that like doesn't have Batman in it. You know what I mean? Like who wants to see that? I don't want to see that. You That's know something the, that bar, bothered me with Smallville was like he was never totally Superman. Like at a certain point, that started to. Piss you want to see? Off. You want to see Superman? You want to yeah. see Batman?
1: And you know, and it's the timeline on it for the premise of the show just kind of bothers me. Yeah, you know, because if <coughs> <coughs> some of these characters like Penguin and are are uh, the Riddler are coming into power, by the time Bruce Wayne is old enough to beat Batman, yeah, they're gonna be they're old well people. past their prime. Yeah,
0: or they're gonna like hand the mantle down to somebody else, which is like, do I really want to watch that in a show? Like, yeah, yeah. Here's the here's the history of this character, but it's a totally different character than the one he's gonna be fighting. Like, who gives a shit? You know. I don't know. That's it was it was promising at first and then it immediately let me down. So but I was weary of the whole Batman show without Batman from the beginning, so yeah. It's not surprising to me that it's wound up not great. You know being I great.
1: I remember just before that premiered, they had I was watching late night Fox television and they had like a half hour like promo for Gotham. And I was so not wanting to watch that show. Yeah. Um. But something I did want to watch, I watched this week. And you saw it as well.
0: Oh, are we talking about Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Yeah, we were going to try and line up on the Thursday show. And then it turned out that one of my nephews was having a, or not nephews, nieces, was having a birthday party. And I was just told about it the day of the birthday party. So I was like, well, so much for Ghostbusters, but I made it made it a priority to see it the next day, so uh what'd you think? I loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I'd say like I liked the original ones better. I liked but I still liked it.
1: The first one better. I like I'm almost saying I like this one better than Ghostbusters too.
0: Okay, that's fair. I do like Ghostbusters too more than average person.
1: I like <laughs> Ghostbusters too a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean I've always I've always like every time somebody like puts it down I always defend it vehemently. So it's like my te- it's like Temple of Doom for me. Like I fucking love Temple of Doom and so many people hate that movie and talk about it as a failure and I'm like, "No, it's great." <laughs> <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I've seen the flaws more. And I, it originally was my favorite. Now it's like my third favorite indie movie, Um, because there's only three, right? There's never a fourth. We will never. (laughs) There was never a fourth. Yeah, but uh, that was my friend Kirk. Was like <laughs> had a whole thread on this, and like he was just going off on like how there wasn't a fourth Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Kept getting upset when people tried to tell him no, there was. <laughs> it had aliens, and he's like, "That's ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> There's not a fourth Indiana Jones movie with aliens. Are you kidding me? The fifties? What? No. <laughs> Indiana Jones takes place in the thirties. Refrigerator? What? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, anyway, so back to Ghostbusters, <laughs> uh, so I do, I do got to call your brother to task a little bit, uh, cause he was trying to say that it wasn't respecting Ghostbusters, you know, and it is like a hard reboot. I gotta say like there were kind of, yeah. there was talk that it was like a soft reboot, like they were rebooting the story, but the Ghostbusters were still going to exist in the universe. And I'm betting it's cause it kind of leaked out that there were so many cameos, but this is clearly a hard reboot. Like it's like another universe basically is how I look at it. Yeah. Um, and so they redo the story a little bit, like just generally, but it is like a different story, right? I mean like there's similarities to the original one, but it's not, it's not the exact story at all. Uh, let's see where to start from first off the 3d because i always like to talk about how much i feel ripped off by 3d i had to pay for 3d on this one and i was kind of pissed and then i was not let down by the 3d you know they did things with if, it
1: if there was in the opening sequence there was a scene that just got it's- me
0: Yeah, it didn't get me, but I thought it was really cool. But my stepson leaped backwards in a seat. Like, (laughs) uh, they have something come at you. And then they do that a lot with the proton packs. Like, they have the the proton beams, like, kind of shoot out from the screen, like, farther than the screen. And I, I dug it. Like, the way they use that 3D, it was like... They picked their spots and had it jump out, which I'm totally about. Like, that's what I love about 3D. It reminded me of 3D back when you had the shitty glasses, right? The red and the blue. Yeah, it was totally there to have something like leap out at you or something, you know. And then you would take off your glasses and watch it normally. And then it would say, put on 3D glasses now. And you'd put it back on (laughs) and it would jump out at you. But this doesn't have the warning. It just happens when it happens, you know. I love that, dude. Like, I wish that would happen more with movies. Like, it seems like even when they film movies in 3D, it's, a lot of the time it's like they don't really do anything with it. Like, yeah. everything just is a little bit, like, pops a little bit. And it's like, I, this doesn't do that anything doesn't, for yeah. me. Like, eventually my eyes just don't even comprehend it anymore.
1: You know, some of that, like, I kind of get like a eye strain some of it I've taken I've taken my glasses off I'm like oh I can just watch it normally now like, yeah and that because so flat
0: yeah I remember Clash of the Titans that remake like still is a gold standard for like a shitty 3D movie because like halfway through it I took off my glasses and never put them back on and they never like the screen never changed whatsoever that's how much they didn't really do any 3D in that movie yeah that was the start of my hate affair with 3d, but this one worth the 3d price. Um, and what I was going to take your, your brother to task a little bit for was, uh, like he said that they weren't respecting it, but as I pointed out, like Dan Aykroyd produced this, I didn't know this, but Ivan Reitman also produced this movie who directed the first Ghostbusters. And I think the second one, I think, uh, don't quote me on that, but I I feel like you did. And then, um, they had a cameo from like every major player who's in who like I'll say repeats in Ghostbuster movies.
1: With the exception with Rick, the
0: exception of Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, yeah. Because Rick Moranis just won't do movies. Yeah. I'd like I just know that because I heard an interview with him, and he's like really bitter at Hollywood and just will not do any more movies. Uh very resolute about that. And I think this proves it. Because you hear somebody say that and you're like You think about the last couple of movies, like the third Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and stuff like that. And they're all straight to video and stuff. And you're like, I mean, are you really like bitter at Hollywood for like whatever reasons? Or are you just like not able to draw like star power anymore? Which seemed like the case in his last couple of movies. But the fact that he wouldn't do a cameo for this movie speaks volumes, I think.
1: Well, and to be fair, a lot of it would... Rick Moranis' wife got really sick, and so he stayed at home and just,
0: like, being out of the limelight. But it's And his,
1: that's what I've read as far as... Oh,
0: really? Is his wife still sick? Cause the stu- I think she passed away. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I, I heard an interview with him, I feel like less than a year ago. And he's just, like, super bitter at, like, Hollywood. And, like, just was resolute that he's not doing any more movies. Like, he's not going to do any shows or anything like that. So, that was what led me to to think that, uh, you know, like, I, I didn't know about his wife or anything. He was kind of hush-hush on that subject. But, yeah, anyway, so he was the only one. They even snuck in Harold Ramis in yeah. part of it, too. Um, I didn't catch it, but I read that they worked him in to, like, one of the opening scenes. So I'm not sure how. Did you catch it? He, there's a,
1: in the, uh, I'm thinking it was in front, one of the main scenes, there's a statue and it's a statue of Harold Remus.
0: Yeah. And I feel like they didn't do a whole lot with the cameos. They were just characters, (laughs) which was an interesting choice. Like you have two ways you can go with cameos. You can do the nudge, nudge where they like reference their previous role and that's always fun, but it also like is distracting when you rewatch the movie later, you know? And
1: some of it's kind of shoehorn typically.
0: Yeah. So this was smart in that, like they just place like very minor characters except for Bill Murray has a little more of a pivotal role. But he's, out, he's in and out pretty fast. Yeah. And it's exactly what... We talked about this for years on the podcast where Dan Aykroyd was trying to put together Ghostbusters 3. And over and over again, we kept talking about the fact that Bill Murray brought up the only way he would do Ghostbusters 3 is if he was killed in it. <laughs> and he totally got his Harrison Ford Han Solo moment <laughs> because like... I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. I don't think it matters. But like the character he's playing is a skeptic who's like trying to, to um, show that the, the Ghostbusters are full of it, and he dies from a ghost. <laughs> and so it's just like... like Bill Murray doesn't do anything funny in it, but he's not supposed to either. He's just supposed to be an old crotchety guy. Yeah. But I, I watched that, and I did chuckle, because I'm like, he got his, his Harrison Ford moment. Like, yeah, I'll do another one, but you have to kill me. <laughs> 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 you know, but you had... You had uh, all the original Ghostbusters. You had uh, Annie Potts. Yep. You had Sergoni uh, Weaver. Like, that's fucking awesome, dude. They worked in Annie Potts. Like, that's the one that you wouldn't think of, you know? Like, I was checking off the boxes as I was watching them, and I expected the Ghostbusters, and I expected Sergoni Weaver. Like, Annie Potts caught me by surprise, you know?
1: Yeah. It was kind of weird cuz I had that same checklist going in my head and they waited a long time for Ernie Hudson.
0: Yeah, I was I was going to bring that up. Hey, I called <laughs> because it. he still gets fucked, dude. He's like at the very end of the movie. Like I guess Sergoni Weaver gets a cameo past him, but it's still like he's the fourth, well not the fourth. He's the last of the living ghostbusters of the show. Even like Ramus, he's in there. <laughs> Like Ernie Hudson, the very last one to show up, but has the only funny funny thing. I think Akeroyd was trying to be funny, but meh. hey, I'm just gonna say it,
1: and I and we can go back to past episodes that Ernie Hudson was uh, Leslie Jones' uncle. <laughs> yeah.
0: I called that out. <laughs> of
1: course, I, of course,
0: it's not t- Winston t- 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 though. It wasn't Winston. But to you're be right. fair. You're right. Ernie Hudson was Jones. Cuz there's Leslie only Jones's. two
1: black people in New York.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so they must be related. That's so funny, dude. You're exactly right. Yeah, and that's if there is one drawback to the movie, it's that like I hate that they added uh Ernie Hudson like was something else that bothered me and I'm sure it's just because they were editing. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's because they were editing. But uh Leslie Jones's character was supposed to have like she was supposed to have a doctorate in, uh, in like local history. And none of that comes into play. No, in this they never even mention it, dude. So it makes me wonder if they just lied about it <laughs> and then thought that they would reshoot it, never reshot it. or if they just edited it out. It just didn't whatever it was didn't work in the movie. so they just took it out. <clears throat> that being said, Leslie Jones does show up later than the rest of them. But I feel like has as much screen time as all of them.
1: Yeah, and it's... She's not really
0: brought in. It's not like... uh, She's brought in as like somebody sees a ghost. Yeah. I mean, she's brought
1: in probably middle of the first act.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not nearly as far as Ernie Hudson is. Because he's brought in... Past the middle point of the movie. Yeah. Like, the first one. And then, unexcusably brought in, like, halfway through the second movie. Like, that is a, there was no excuse for that whatsoever. That, like, they bring him in halfway through the movie in the second one. That was just fucked up. <laughs> you know? But, uh, anyway. But, so, I gotta say, uh, Melissa McCarthy... Didn't really make me laugh in this, but she played more of like a straight man in it. I feel like uh, Kristen Wiig had moments that were pretty funny, but she was also like, yeah, she- those two were more like the serious part of the movie, yeah. And uh, and I thought that they totally worked for what they were doing now. Now, Kate that's McKinnon. not to say it's not funny. Like, Kate McKinnon was hilarious in oh that movie. Oh, my God.
1: Every time she was on screen was entertaining.
0: And when I say this, it's hard to, like, quantify just telling you. But, like, the way she stands, the way she postures herself, the look she gives, just everything is, like, hysterical that she does. And it's like she doesn't have to have a line to steal a scene in this movie. Like, she's just so good in this movie. Yeah,
1: just her presence is
0: comedical. And then Leslie Jones is like, every line she has is great. Like, even if it's not funny, just the way that she delivers it with like, like her most benign moments are so passive aggressive (laughs) that they just make me laugh, you know? Uh, which kind of leads me to like, there's like, I think, I think I heard she was getting like death threats on Twitter and stuff. It's like, dude, fucking knock it off, man. Like this movie is out. You can't (gasps) stop it. Like, why are you threatening women who just acted in a in a fictional thing? Like get over yourself. Buy the fucking Blu-ray and watch it anytime you want. You know, like get over it. Jesus Christ. Like who who sits there and doesn't like you know who it is? You know, you know who this is? Honestly, it's like twelve and thirteen year old boys. I guarantee it. All of this shit, like all this trolling on the internet, all this shit, it's just twelve and thirteen year old boys. You God, fucking... it's just so much, you know, and it's, it's hard to like,
1: cause I had a pretty good and usually when a, a pretty good impression of the movie. And usually after I watch a movie that I, I enjoy, I start looking up on Facebook and looking at reviews and stuff and the amount of
0: vitriol out there is just insane. Yeah. I do got to walk back. Something I said last week. <sighs> Uh, when I was reading the review and they were talking about the what was it, bitches, don't chase, no ghosts or whatever, <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that that was like a comment in the movie. <laughs> like they're reading like the comment. they have a, a running joke where Chris and Wade keep seeing the comments on like YouTube videos <laughs> that they put up. And she's like, like mm-hmm. it's funny. like they have two or three moments where they're directly addressing trolls in this movie. And uh, yeah, that that when they read that bitches ain't Boston no ghosts or whatever, like that was Chris and reading like a, a troll on uh, her YouTube video. So I gotta apologize to that reviewer, but still like a brutal review of that movie. I didn't I didn't enjoy that, but it stayed since it got released. It stayed around seventy eight to like eighty approval rating. So for a comedy, once again, that's pretty good. Like, a lot of people are going to go to see a comedy and not like it. Like, humor is subjective. Yeah. Even, like, I don't know how many comedies I've gone to that, like... <clears throat> like, I would really wanted to like it, and there was people that I really liked in it, and then you watch it, and it's just like, this isn't fucking funny. You know? Like, uh, one I can think about is... Uh, what was the Will Ferrell basketball movie is in? Oh, like Semi-Pro? A, yeah, Semi-Pro. Like, that movie... If you, if you just told me, like, yeah, it's got Will Ferrell and Woody Harrelson, and they're in the 70s, and, like, they got the crazy 70s, like, clothes and hairdos, and they're playing basketball. Like, I'm in. Like, on paper, that seems like yeah. the funniest shit ever. And you watch it, it's just, like, such a horrible, like, terrible movie. Although there's probably people out there that really like that movie, you know? Yeah, I never really
1: liked that movie. Yeah, me
0: neither. It seems like a universal one that people hate that movie, but there's got to be somebody somewhere who thinks it's funny. And that's the thing with comedy. Like, it's just, you can't, we can sit there and diagram shit for like dramas, like this is a good moment or this is a good moment. And you can almost do that without fail in a way. Like, if you know enough about how to frame a scene and the actors are good enough. And the writers know what they're doing. You're gonna get like a great scene, but with comedy, you could just line up everything you think will be right, and like half the people are still gonna hate it. You yeah. know, like for as many people as like thinks Anchorman's a a comic classic that you can watch over and over again, there's just as many people like can't stand Anchorman and hate everybody who quotes that movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's I, I keep that in perspective, but. Uh, i really enjoyed ghostbusters i really did and the best part for me was that i went with my kids and they all loved it and i asked saran because she is like no joke dude at at minimum minimum she's seen ghostbusters 10 times and ghostbusters 2 around 10 times okay that's like a minimum and and i'm just i'm just Uh, being uh, honest like she's she is a ghostbusters fan okay yeah she watched this one i was like did you like it and she just started gushing about all this stuff in it and she said it was her favorite ghostbusters movie so i'll just keep that in perspective like i was around her age when the first when i saw the first ghostbusters i didn't see it in the theater i saw it like on home video like right when it got released it usually took about a year yeah in the 80s so it was probably like 85 i was like six so i was the same age as my daughter you know, she had that look that I'd imagine I had when I was watching it. Like she was so caught up in it. And to me that was worth the price of admission, like how much my daughter loved that movie, you know. Yeah,
1: I thought it was great. Um, the other performance I thought was amazing was
0: uh Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he's really funny <laughs> in it. He yeah. had some of the best lines in the movie he's basically just playing like a big dumb australian guy dumb (laughs) yeah very dumb (laughs) and he's really funny in it like yeah he really knocks it out of the park the villain not so good chris hemsworth who's a villain for a little bit hilarious like he's just he was really good in that movie
1: although i'd say the the villain like before chris hemsworth he was creepy in his own way I guess. Like, I mean I he can, wasn't Buffalo Bill Creepy, but No. He's definitely a level Nobody's
0: Buffalo <laughs> Bill Creepy except for Ted Levine. <laughs> but uh But
1: he had his own like level of
0: creep about him. Yeah. I mean like the motivation and everything was alright, but I guess like one of the one of the plots, like and I'm not like I'm not pretending like this is a perfect movie. It's no, not. there I
1: mean there's some major plot holes in this movie.
0: Yeah, but as a popcorn movie I enjoyed it. But like there's things like all the ghost activity is from them, like um from this one guy who feels like an outsider who's like setting up these machines that basically boost paranormal activity. And so I didn't really like that because I feel like it limits the ghosts a bit, yeah, you know, like I guess like looking forward if you're gonna make more of these, it's like now you have to have an excuse for why the ghosts are coming out all the time, you know, so uh, I wasn't like a huge fan of that particular plot, and I didn't like. I don't know like that dude reminded me of Peter Nichols and Ghostbusters 2 a little bit but Peter Nichols was more likable which is what I liked about it and this guy <laughs> was just not likable on any level so not a fan of the villain but I was a fan of like everything else in the movie there yeah. were scenes that like played like a horror movie which I kind of enjoyed like I was looking at the kids and they were watching it like they were kind of scared at parts and then like I mean the scenes aren't overly scary no. or anything But, like, it feels like a horror movie. Like, the beginning in the mansion, (laughs) like, they have this whole opening scene with, uh, I don't know the guy's name, but (laughs) he's Gabe in the office, and he's fucking, he's in uh, Silicon Valley. And he's that super thin, tall, awkward-looking dude at the beginning of the movie who, like, well, you know. Yeah. You know the beginning of the movie. And uh, that, like the beginning of that, it really plays like a horror movie when you're watching him, you know. So I thought that was cool. And then of course, when we get that first ghost, I mean, I want to give it away, but holy fuck, 3D was did not disappoint in that scene. <laughs> um, I like that they're more scientific in this movie. Like they're definitely doing everything for science. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like in the first. And, and the original ones, it's more like Harold Ramis is, like, just fucking weird. Uh, yeah. And, like, Dan Aykroyd is, like, way too excited about, like, paranormal stuff, you know? And, like, Bill Murray is just uninterested, but he's just got nothing better to do, it seems like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's really not that interested. And that that is something that I've noticed in this movie, too, is um, you have... so. Melissa McCarthy and Chris and Wig, they have a couple of moments probably that are funny, but for the most part, they like they play more the straight man, and so they rely on Kate McKinnon, and they rely on Leslie Joe uh, Jones to do a lot of jokes. Chris Hemsworth like carries a lot of the load with the jokes, but if you watch like Ghostbusters, most of the comedy, like the the lion's share of the comedy, falls on Bill Murray, yeah, and then like Rick Moranis to like a lesser degree because everything rick moranis does in that movie is funny i do gotta say like rick moranis fucking (laughs) knocks it out of the park in ghostbusters just like getting locked out of his own apartment all the time getting locked out of his own apartment during a party (laughs) running away from like the stop motion fucking bowl thing (laughs) talking to the key master (laughs) or the gatekeeper yeah the gatekeeper Because he wants to put his key in her keyhole, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You never thought about that? Oh, of course I've thought about that. Yeah. There is no Dana, only Zul. Yeah, so, like, the laughs are more evenly distributed in this movie, I feel like. Ernie Hudson does have, like, one good scene in Ghostbusters. I mean, he has a couple of good scenes, but he has, like, one really funny line where he's just like Tell him about the Twinkie. Is that yeah, I guess I forgot about that. I, I was thinking more uh <laughs> I was thinking more about when he first gets hired and uh Annie Potts is just like, do you believe in and she like lists off like a hundred things that are just like so ridiculous. And then he just goes, Lady, if you're paying me, I'll believe in any shit you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> i love that dude he's so perfect as like the everyman who just wanders into that job
1: yeah and he just
0: kind of he gives
1: that like it's funny because it's really a deadpan <coughs> sort of delivery yeah yeah like, Ernie hudson after get all like list listed all of, like this just insane stuff and he just like deadpan delivers like whatever am i gonna get paid for this
0: I guess that's what always upsets me that he's not in those movies more is like he's so good when he's in those movies like he really he really fucking takes this little part and does a lot with it you know it's not just that he wears the proton pack and everything it's like he's funny when he's doing or when he's smoking the cigarette and he sees the or no that's not him never mind That's, (laughs) that's Bill Murray isn't it yeah or no it's Dan Aykroyd He's smoking the cigarette and then it drops out of his mouth when he sees Slimer. Slimer's in this. And Slimer's got like more to do in this. And Slimer and has a girlfriend. Has a girlfriend <laughs> who's even more disgusting than he is. <laughs> yeah, my kids' favorite parts were callbacks, like it was Slimer and when they worked in Stay Puff Marshall, man. So I won't give away what they do with it, but it's like you knew that was coming. Yeah. Everybody knew there was going to be a stay puff scene in this movie. So no Statue of Liberty scene. I guess they weren't they didn't feel like they had to pay off part two. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, you got anything else to say about that movie? Go see it. Yeah. Go see it, dude. It's it's worth your time. Like it if is. you like Ghostbusters, go see it. Yeah. I would. I think I think if you just go in there with an open mind you'll enjoy it. Like, yeah. they're not trying to be the first movie. It's just it's just like if you enjoy busting ghosts, you know, bitches be bustin' ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the title of the episode there. <laughs> bitches be bustin' ghosts. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> On that note, take it easy.
1: I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to
0: have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A not safe for network podcast
1: take that O.E., you drink it down to the label, Yeah. you uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Experience mm-hmm. what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. No. We had a good life
1: when wilford brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do you're like oh wow it must be alien it's
0: totally because the mustache
1: yeah yeah, believe the mustache because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache bad news there's something about him that's not Sometimes right and the characters pick off. up on it right away and they lock him away <laughs> you know the plot suggests it's for other reasons but he is a man that should have a mustache and when he doesn't it codes for strangeness and just all around wrongness and weirdness
0: The alien movie project Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, <laughs> he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. The two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh yeah, that punching about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have... Given that punching bag, Salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.